0: A blue heron stands still and silent next to the Hat Rapids Dam on a rocky bank of the Wisconsin River. Its long neck curves like the letter S as it cranes this way and that through droplets of an icy drizzle. From the opposite shore, Bob Martini spots the bird, points to it.
1: Uh, they wouldn't be here if there weren't fish. <laughs> I mean, that's what they live on. <laughs>
0: Martini is a retired employee from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. He spent his lifetime leading an effort to clean the Wisconsin River. So he knows that 50 years ago, that blue heron would not have been here because 50 years ago, there were not many fish in this stretch of the Wisconsin River.
1: And this entire fluid was covered with sludge and it, uh, it decomposed at the bottom formed gases and raised all that sludge to the surface, then it dried as a crust on the the surface. It was all the way across, all the way up, as far as you could see. Small animals could walk right across it.
0: This scene was not unique to the Hat Rapids flowage or even to the Wisconsin River. The Potomac River in Washington, D.C., was filled with foul-smelling sewage. And in 1969, the oily surface of the Cuyahoga River in Cleveland caught fire. The river blaze was extinguished in 30 minutes, but it sparked a national conversation about water pollution that lasted years. Congress overwhelmingly passed
1: the Clean Water Act three years later, in 1972. Nixon vetoed it about midnight on the 17th of October. Two hours later, both the Senate and the House overrode his veto. The Clean Water
0: Act propelled a flurry of action. Legislators updated state laws. Engineers developed a new technology. Biologists monitored waterways. But the responsibility of stopping river pollution ultimately fell to the biggest polluters. In Wisconsin, that was paper mills. And in an industry driven by profit, environmental concerns took a back seat.
1: The leader of the paper industry, George Mead, owner of Consolidated Papers, $7 billion company, started out on our first meeting he stood up and he held up a beaker of his final effluent from his waste treatment plant and he, he took a drink of it and he said if it's good enough for me it's good enough for the wisconsin river i don't have to do anything more and he was the leader and so everybody else said yeah me too you know we don't want to do anything either a year later though george Meade
0: changed his mind He ordered his technical director to design a water treatment plant to put out half the pollutants the DNR required. It was a move led by profit. The new technology would enable the mill to operate more efficiently. But Meade had another motive, too.
1: His little granddaughter told him, I don't want to visit you because it smells bad. He lived on an island in the Wisconsin River and it smelled bad. Paper mills
0: up and down the Wisconsin
1: River followed Mead's lead. In the
0: end, the mills paid out $325 million in treatment costs they cut pollution by 93%.
1: No mills moved out of state. No mills went out of business. People didn't lose their jobs. We're still the number one paper manufacturing state in America.
0: The Wisconsin River has largely recovered in the 50 years since the Clean Water Act passed. It now boasts a healthy fish population, and the animals that eat those fish, like otters and eagles, have rebounded. But the next 50 years, Martini says, will have its own challenges to contend with, starting with
1: agricultural runoff. So the Wisconsin River is polluted with phosphorus and other nutrients that allow really excessive algae growth. So thick that it looks like slump, like concrete.
0: And that's in addition to removing trace toxic materials, the byproducts of industry that are too small to be removed by wastewater treatment plants like PFAS, arsenic, and
1: mercury. There are hundreds of thousands of chemicals that have come into industrial use since the Clean Water Act was passed. Almost none of them have been tested for toxicity or environmental circulation. Those are the things that are going to be the problems of the future.
0: The Clean Water Act now faces a legal challenge in the U.S. Supreme Court. If successful, it would narrow the reach of the law by excluding wetlands and smaller bodies of water. Still, Martini is optimistic that the success of the Clean Water Act offers hope for the
1: future. This kind of history gives you hope for things like climate change. That's exactly what climate change is, a very complex worldwide problem that has all kinds of myths associated with it. If you use science to dispel some of those myths and then use science to come up with a solution, you can do the same thing we did on the Wisconsin River. The Wisconsin River seems to gush a little louder
0: over its bed of rocks as the light drizzle picks up strength. Martini climbs out of the rain and into his car. He drives away from the Hat Rapids Dam, leaving the river behind him. A minute later, the blue heron he pointed out earlier leaps into the air more gracefully than would seem possible given its stick-thin, lanky legs. It glides over a layer of mist rising from the river, then disappears behind a bend. Aaron Gottsacker, WXPR News.